Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Corona with Lyme. On this podcast, we talk about chronic illness and dealing with it in your 20s, specifically Lyme disease, because that's what I have. My name is Noah Schaefer, and we're going to be bringing on guests and uh, talking through research and treatments for the disease, as well as creating some awareness along the way. Thanks to everyone who's following along, downloading the episodes, sharing the episodes. It means a lot to me, and it really helps the podcast out a lot. So don't stop now. Keep it rolling. And uh, I'm really excited to show you guys this episode. I hope you enjoy. Hey, guys. It's Noah. Uh, Thanks again for tuning in to episode one. We did it. Uh, (laughs) If you can count having two episodes doing it, I suppose, but I'm really, really excited to get these episodes rolling. Um, Like I've mentioned before, I want to eventually be able to bring people onto this podcast and interview them about their experiences with chronic illness with uh, the beginning episodes focused on Lyme disease. Uh, But for now, I kind of want to set the the outline for all of that. I want to share my story and something that's you know, something that I think a lot of people with chronic illness feel is that once people find out that you have a chronic disease, illness, condition, whatever, they kind of have that like label hovering over you and I don't want to speak for the entire chronic community. But like, I really enjoy when people know more about me than the fact that I have Lyme disease. So when I bring people on and ask them questions, I want to know stuff like, where are they from? Um, What do they enjoy doing? What makes them tick? (laughs) Lyme puns. Um, I want to know what gets them out of bed in the morning. Um, Chronic illness is a huge part of our life, but it's not every part of our life. So, uh, hopefully this, this helps you guys kind of see the, the full picture. Um, while also just giving you guys lots of detail about what life with chronic illness can be like. So with that being said, I'm going to get into it, uh, with my story. Um, so I'm Noah, I'm from Virginia beach, Virginia. I was born and raised here and I'm still here. I, I live with, live with my wife, uh, in a house here in Virginia Beach, and I grew up literally right down the street from where I live now. Uh, my mom and my dad uh, raised me, and I've got one older sister uh, who's incredible. She now lives in Atlanta with her husband. They're the best. Um, but yeah, growing up in Virginia Beach was super cool. Uh, lots of beach time because that was you know kind of what we had to do during the summers, but I also enjoyed stuff like soccer and baseball and ultimate frisbee growing up. Ultimate frisbee was like a huge phase of my life, like late high school into, um, into college. I even played on a club team for a little bit in college, but yeah, yeah. Love it. Love it so much. I loved doing things outside. Um, but I also really, really enjoyed school. Now I didn't go to like a public or private school. I was homeschooled by my parents and it was great. And a lot of people have like weird, uh, ideas about homeschooling and how it works. And a lot of people think that we're 
fairly antisocial, but eh, there are antisocial people in public school as well. I feel like I got lots of great life experiences and honestly, it was great to like finish up all my schoolwork by like noon and then go outside and play hide and seek with my friends. So yeah, homeschooling was great. I'm so glad I did it. And I think it prepared me really, really well for the world. Uh, so shout out to mom and dad for that. Um, I was homeschooled through like elementary school, middle school, high school, and then I went to Liberty University to study exercise science with the goal of doing physical therapy. I've always really, really enjoyed physical activity, like I said, and um, in high school I had some time uh, shadowing a physical therapist and it seemed like a good idea and um, like I had other interests as well. Um, I love music. I've been playing piano since I was like five or six, and then I picked up guitar at 10. Um, I've acquired a ton of other random instruments that I play. I also play like banjo and didgeridoo and ukulele. It's a good time. It's never too late to pick up an instrument. I highly recommend it. Um, But I thought about going to college for music. Uh, That didn't quite work out. thought about going to college for something like communications or marketing or design because I also loved photography uh, which I got from my sister my sister was a incredible incredible artist and photographer and I wanted to be like her (laughs) so I thought about something like that for college ended up going with exercise science and it was so much fun because it fed into like my nerdy side like I didn't realize how much I loved medical research and terminology until I got to college. It was so much fun. And what was nice about the exercise science major is we could go to class in shorts and like we would have running class, but then we'd also have some like really, really hefty stuff like the anatomies, the physics, the chemistries, the the physiology classes, the programming classes. It was, it was really, really great. And it taught me a lot about uh, exercise on every scale. And uh, while I was in college, early, early. That's when I super got into climbing. Um, I climbed a good bit when I was, or not a good bit. I climbed a few times when I was little, you know, like going to birthday parties at rock gyms or whatever. Uh, I never really saw it as like a a sport to be, you know, continuous though. Uh, But when I got to college, I saw that there were these people that spent like a ton of time climbing. Like that was the only sport that they did. And I was like, wow, that's super cool cool. And so my outdoorsy side was exposed and I started like doing a ton of trail running. Like I've done several ultra marathons. Um, and an ultra marathon is like any distance that you can run usually on trails, uh, over the like average marathon length, which is 26.2 miles. So I was running like 50 Ks. I did a hundred K. Um, I would go on like 50 mile like weekend runs with my friends it was insane but like climbing kind of started that you know that outdoorsy super active thing for me so later on in my in my college career um i had to go during the summer for an intensive class. It was for like an exercise testing and physiology course. It was a 400 level, but they like squeezed it into two weeks. So uh, beginning of summer in uh, 2019, yeah, 2019, I went to, I went back to Lynchburg 
And if you guys don't know, Lynchburg is in the middle of like the Blue Ridge Mountains of Virginia. So tons of trails, tons of hills and mountains everywhere. And so while I was there, I was getting my fix of running. And before class, I'd go for a run. After class, I'd go for a run. And this is where we start getting into the the lime story for me. I was outside a ton. I was always in trails. I was always in the woods. And I'd always been warned about like ticks growing up and how you could get Lyme disease, but I didn't know it was as prevalent as it was. Like I was like, oh, well, if I get a tick, I'll just pull it off and I'll be fine. Like I was never really made aware of the actual like dangers of having Lyme disease. So I'm in Lynchburg. I'm going on runs every day. I'm going to this class where we're doing a bunch of exercise testing and uh, creating our own research studies, whatever. And uh, one day I'm going to class and I didn't run that morning. I just went straight to class. I slept in that day and I noticed like a little like circle of red, maybe about the size of a quarter like right above my left knee and like to the right a little bit. So like if you know where your like front quad kind of comes into that little teardrop shape on the, on like the inside of your leg, that's, that's where I noticed this like quarter sized red mark. And I was like, Oh, that's weird. I must've just like scraped myself, but weird that it's a circle. And I kind of just ignored it. Um, and I went about my day and then the next day I wake up to go for a run and this circle thing has expanded. It's now like the size of, you know, those like, uh, collectibles, silver dollar things like much bigger than a quarter, but like not super huge yet. It was like that size and it was still like, I mean, it wasn't a perfect circle, but it was, it was pretty close. Um, and I was like, wow, that's weird. And so I, again, went throughout my day, but I was like, I had slept in uh, the previous day. I went for a run that day and man, I was just knocked out. Like I was so tired. And so it was like two or three o'clock in the afternoon. We did a couple more tests. And so we, we had to be each other's test subjects for the class. And so I hopped on a bike to do a power test for a classmate of mine. And this test is like highest resistance possible on this bike. And you sprint as hard as you can for, I forget how much time it is, like a certain amount of time. And I was going, I was going, I was going, I finished the test. I did really well. This is when I was in like really, really good shape. So, um, I killed the test. I did really well. And then I got up from the bike and I was like, oh my gosh, like I feel absolutely terrible. Like I was tired before, like during the day, but the the amount of fatigue that hit me after that test was like something I had never felt before. And I had done these tests before. I like, I knew that it felt sucky afterwards cause it's a, it's like a max test. So yeah, it was, it was super bizarre. And so I sat down and on my way to like sitting down, I remember just like everything going black immediately. And like, I don't know if you guys have ever passed out before, 
but sometimes it's immediate, but most of the time you can like feel it coming. Like you, you start to see your vision tunnel and then you like eventually pass out. This was not that way at all. I like immediately I was out and I woke up to the professor and who's a doctor. And then, uh, one of the other professors from a different class who was an ER doctor, she was like over me and like taking my pulse rate. And I looked down at my chest and I had like vomit (laughs) all over my chest. And all my classmates were just in a big circle around me. There was maybe like 15 of us in this intensive. And so I wake up to like all these people like looking at me and I had vomit all over my chest and I had no recollection of the past like I don't know, two minutes, three minutes where I was passed out. And I was like, what is going on? And so I was like, shoot, well, it must be something to do with that thing on my leg. Cause you know, that's, that's all I could think of. Like in my life, what has changed and been weird in the past couple of days. And I was like, man, it's gotta be that thing. So, um, I rested up. I didn't do uh, any more uh, maximum testing for the class. And we were finishing up all of our assignments and stuff. And that rash just kept getting bigger as the days went on. It was eventually the size of like a a mango. And it was kind of oval like that. And it was starting to turn purplish. Like if you ever get a rash, you'll notice that like sometimes it's like splotchy red and you can still kind of see your skin underneath this was not that way it was like swollen i had knee pain and i figured the knee pain was just because of like the edema or the the swelling that was happening and i was like dang i need to go get this checked out so i went to the little like on campus uh clinic and i just wanted someone to look at it because i wasn't at home i couldn't see my primary care physician uh, that i've been going to for a while with my family and so i had to just kind of go to this urgent care type of place and the doctor was looking at it he like poked at it a little bit he looked at it he like checked out my heart rate which was like super elevated i told him about all the tiredness the joint pain that i was experiencing he's like oh man, this is super weird. And you say it's getting bigger. I'm like, yeah, yeah. It just keeps getting bigger every day. He's like, well, it looks like it's some type of skin infection. Um, and I was like, well, do you think it could be like from a tick? Cause like I had heard about this happening and he's like, well, did you find a tick? And I was like, no. And he's like, yeah, there's no like bite mark in the middle of the rash. He's like, usually with tick bites, if it's an infected tick, you'll see like the tick mark in the middle and then the rash will expand and then you'll get this bullseye. And I was like, oh, okay, that makes sense. Well, that's good. I don't have a tick bite. That's great. He's like, well, it must be some type of spider or something. And he's like, and you don't remember being bitten by anything. I said, no, I do not. I did not find any bugs on me or around me while I was running. And uh, so he treated me for a skin infection. He gave me cephalexin, which is a antibiotic used for skin infections most of the time. And it can also help treat some like E. coli based infections like UTIs or prostatitis, whatever. Um, so on taking cephalexin after, you know, a week or two, the, the rash completely dissipated 
and cephalexin gave me some nausea, maybe a little bit more fatigue. But then after that, I was pretty good. Like I remember being like tired after I got home from the intensive, but like, you know, I just done an intensive with a lot of exercise involved. I was like, there's no way that I'm actually experiencing anything more. I just need to like catch up on sleep, whatever. Um, and the rash was gone. So I was like, okay, nothing's wrong. We're good. And then a few months later, I'm, I'm 23 at this point, we're heading into, uh, 2020 and, um, I start getting super, super fatigued again, like kind of what I was experiencing during the class. But when I'm not in the mountains, I don't run. Virginia Beach is super boring to run in because it's so flat. So to run in Virginia Beach, you have to literally just enjoy running on a boring path for a long time and just sweating. So I wasn't running a ton. I was still climbing a good bit. I actually worked at a climbing gym. So I was literally in a climbing gym for, you know, eight to 10 hours a day. And, um, (laughs) I started getting all this fatigue again. I started getting nausea. Um, the mood swings were super noticeable. Like I started, I was still with my parents when I moved home, uh, from Lynchburg. And so like I would lash out at them more often. Um, not that I ever lashed out at them at all, but like I was super irritable and it was kind of crazy. And then I, uh, started experiencing the joint pain again, especially around my knee and in my hip on the opposite side. Like it was on my right side, which was super duper interesting. And then the crazy part is that the rash came back, like it started to get all red and purple and it was bigger than ever. It was like covering part of my knee going to the inside of my leg. It was like creeping up my thigh. It was super scary. I was like, what the heck is going on? So I went to my primary care physician and I told the, um, I told my doctor about, you know, everything that was happening, everything I experienced both in the summer before and right at that time. And she was like, well, we should probably test you for Lyme, like just to rule it out, just to make sure. And I was like, all right, cool. So I got my blood tested and they ran some tests on it. And it turns out that I had contracted Lyme disease. And on top of that, it went untreated for a certain amount of time. And I'm not sure if I mentioned this in episode zero, but if Lyme is caught at the inception of the infection, it can usually be stopped. Like you go on a dose of something heavy, it knocks it out and you're, you're good. You don't have to deal with any late stage or chronic symptoms, but if it goes untreated, uh, the bacteria spreads and it hides in all different kinds of places throughout your body. And it's impossible to get rid of. So that's what happened to me. Um, because the original like urgent care doctor died, like just diagnosed me and didn't even consider Lyme to be a possibility because of the symptoms that I was experiencing. And the fact that my rash didn't look like a Lyme rash, quote unquote. Um, so found out that I had Lyme disease. They weren't sure if it was in a chronic state yet. And so they start me on an antibiotic called doxycycline and 
Doxy is like heavy. Some people use it as like a, a malaria prevention medication before they go overseas. Um, but in higher doses, it can be used to treat um, deeper infections. And the the side effects that Doxy gave me was like my Lyme symptoms, but like to the max. It was crazy. Like even more fatigue, um, lots of anxiety, nausea, of course, um, it increased my joint pain. Um, my moodiness goes up when I'm on Doxy and then it can have other things like chest pains, swelling tongue, other rashes, etc. Um, it's kind of a crazy antibiotic and it, it wrecks me. So I went on the Doxy and, um, I kind of came out of that, that, that flare up of symptoms that I was experiencing. And I wasn't really sure if it was going to come back or if that was kind of it for me. And sure enough, it came back. Um, I started experiencing these flare ups, maybe two to three times a year and each flare-up lasts about a month to two months and when I start experiencing those flare-up symptoms again which is basically just like my initial Lyme symptoms um, and quick interjection here um, there are people that have Lyme so much worse than I do like I would consider myself to have a somewhat mild case of this disease. Like I experience flare ups a few times a year. Some people experience like intense pain, fatigue, and neurological issues every day of the year. And so I consider myself very lucky. I'm very thankful. But that being said, my symptoms are ongoing and I am in a chronic or late stage uh, state with my Lyme disease. Um, so yeah, I get flare ups two to three times a year. Each one lasts about a month, two months at a time. And when I start feeling these flare ups come on, uh, again, I start feeling the fatigue, the joint pain, whatever. Um, I go into my doctor, I get more doxy, I knock it out. But every time I get a flare up, there could be something completely new. Like I'll get the normal fatigue, joint pain, whatever. And Sometimes I'll just experience like a ton of muscle weakness where like my arms just won't work. So like I'll go to climb and I'll throw my left arm up to like grab a hold and I'll grab the hold and like I can't move. Um, and it's it's super bizarre. I'll be or I'll be like uh, in a flare up and I'll go to like take a spoon of something to my mouth like food and my hand will just be like shaking nonstop. And it's, it's super bizarre because, you know, you, you don't really like, you know, what's happening, but you don't really know <laughs> what's happening, which is really, really scary for Lyme patients. Like they have all these crazy things happening to them and they're like, oh yeah, it's cause I have Lyme, but they don't actually like know what's going on with their body. Um, and it can be really, really scary. So, um, yeah, I, I go on Doxy when I uh, am in a flare-up and Doxy just wrecks me. And then after a two-week dose, I start to notice my symptoms slowly ease off of, over the course of a couple weeks. 
and uh, then I'm good for another month or two, and then I experience another flare-up, um, sometimes more than a month or two, sometimes less, but yeah, yeah, it's kind of it's kind of crazy, and it's hard because I can't predict it, so I'll make like plans for the summer or like plans for the winter for trips or activities, whatever, not knowing whether or not I'll be in a flare-up and if I'll be incapacitated basically during that time. And I just, I have to stay in the mindset that I'm expected to function with all of my, uh, all the expectations that I have on me, whether that be from, you know, work or family, friends, like I have to be able to go through these things and keep up with the expectations on my life right now. Um, And that's really, really hard to deal with sometimes um, because I'll be really tired or really sick and I still have to go to like a family function or uh, I've got to go on a climbing trip because other people asked off work for it too and we're going. So um, it can be (laughs) really, really hard to deal with. Um, So yeah, that's been like the past couple years and actually right now, is a great time for me to kind of have episode one be my episode because uh, I'm in a flare-up right now. I started noticing some like fatigue, joint pain, whatever, some moodiness uh, a couple weeks ago, maybe maybe three weeks ago now, and my wife picked up on it too. And she was like, well, maybe you're in a flare-up. And I was like, yeah, it's very, very possible. And then the weirdest thing started happening. Like, I started having a lot of trouble hearing um, in environments where there was a lot of ambient noise. So like one of my jobs right now is working at a brewery and at a brewery, there's tons of ambient noise, like people talking, um, dishes clanking, glasses clanking. uh, There's music playing. A lot of times they have, now that it's warmer, like the bay doors open to the brewery. And so there's like traffic noise going on because it's like right in the middle of town center. And if you know Hampton Roads, like town center is uh, pretty much the busiest spot of Virginia Beach, uh, this far inland, at least. Um, Obviously, the beach is super busy during the summer, but like town center is like the hub of activity. So there's like tons of traffic noise. And people would be saying things to me and like asking me for things, giving me instructions for things. And I just had to like, I had to keep asking them to repeat themselves. And I had to like really, really watch their face to like pick up on what they were saying. I was like, that's super weird. I hate that. Um, And so that was super weird. I was like, oh man, I wonder if this is a part of the flare up thing. And then (laughs) the scariest thing that happened was I was sitting at my desk. I was, I was working on getting, uh, this podcast rolling. I was listening to different intro musics on a like copyright free music download page. And (laughs) one side of my headphones weren't working and I was like, dang it. Like I just got these over your headphones. Like 
it sucks that they're broken. So I was like unplugging them, replugging them back in. I was looking up troubleshooting stuff online. It was crazy. I was like, these are brand new headphones. I'm so upset. And I kept putting them back on my head and I still couldn't hear out of the left side of my headphones. I was like, shoot, I'm going to need to get different headphones or something, whatever. And then, uh, I realized that like I pulled the headphones kind of away from my head to get like the ambient noise from them and turns out the left side of my headphones were working just fine I literally just couldn't hear barely at all outside or like out of my left ear and that was like wake-up call I was like okay this is getting bad I'm obviously in a flare-up I immediately scheduled a doctor's appointment for a couple days later and I went in and this was this was last Friday. So I planned on releasing episode one before uh, Friday, June 3rd, but all this like Lyme flare up stuff kind of got in the way and uh, I went in, told them about what I was experiencing. My doctor was like, okay, obviously you're in a flare up. Um, let's put you on doxy and see if that helps your hearing. So I've been on doxy for about a week now and I am so tired. Every morning when I wake up, I feel like I got hit by a truck. I'm taking like two naps a day. Um, my joints hurt. Um, I'm pretty moody. Like I have really, really high spots and I have really, really low spots. Uh, it's hard for me to be motivated to do work and, um, we got, my wife and I got our house fairly recently. So there's like a lot of work to do. Um, but I can only spend so much time doing physical labor. I'm very, very limited with what I can do. And it's just, it's been rough. It's been a rough past, uh, few weeks and hopefully the doxy knocks out this hearing stuff. But if not, um, I'm probably going to have to go see an audiologist or an ENT, specialist and um yeah we'll we'll see how it goes and i'll definitely keep you guys updated but yeah lime is absolutely crazy um it it affects my life in in more ways than than people realize i think especially now that it's starting to affect me in completely new ways every time like this hearing thing never had this issue before when i had a flare-up so super, super bizarre experience. Um, yeah, yeah, that's my Lyme stuff. Um, I appreciate you guys listening through all of it and I'll keep you updated and, uh, I'll keep on putting out research that I'm finding about all of this. Um, I actually found out, a couple weeks ago when I was like looking into all the hearing loss stuff. Um, cause I wanted to know if that was a thing that happened to Lyme patients. I had never heard of that before, but apparently like 48% of people that have chronic or late stage Lyme, they experience hearing loss. And of that 48%, uh, I believe 76%. I'll fact check that and get back to you. The reference for what I'm uh, citing right now will be in the description to the podcast, but 48% of people who have Lyme end up with some kind of, you know, hearing issue. Um, 
And of that 48%, I think 70-something percent, it's irreversible. And that's really, really scary. It's like weighing on me, super-duper heavy. Um, so I'm like researching a ton. My mom gave me a great book. I posted about it on the Instagram called how can I get better? And I want to have like a book club episode where I kind of talk through everything that they cover in that book. It's fantastic. I highly recommend it. Um, if any of my local friends want to borrow it once I finish it, um, please feel free to ask. It's super duper good. Um, but yeah, I'm gonna, I'll keep you guys in the loop with what I'm researching on that. And hopefully we can have some discussions on it. Uh, thank you guys so, so much for listening to my story again. And, um, I hope you guys learned something and I hope you guys are having a great week and enjoying the beautiful weather. I know it's beautiful here in Virginia beach. Anyways, if you're listening in, you know, like Kansas or Ohio or California. I I can't speak to the weather there, but I hope you're enjoying it. Hope you have a great weekend. Love you guys. Talk to you soon. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Corona with Lime. Appreciate you guys listening and sharing and downloading and everything. If you want to connect, I'm on Instagram at Corona with Lime Podcast and I'm on Twitter at Lime Podcast. Hope to see you guys next week. Bye.